0: Good morning, everybody. So yesterday for our family catechism class, we're having an interesting discussion about culture and evangelization. In the context of the discussion that I was having with the parents of the catechism children, a point was brought up that something that I used to do when I first arrived here about nine years ago every week, movie night, where, would watch different movies many of them classic films foreign films art house films focused around each semester around a central topic was something that died off last year used to get a really nice crowd for it but last year it sort of dwindled even though I thought the topic of science fiction was pretty interesting and I mentioned that and one of the individuals the parents who were there person who teaches film for many years at the university said, you know what's interesting, Father, I've been teaching for 20 years, and this semester was the first time that I did not have enough students to actually fill and have my film class. So we had to cancel it. We couldn't do it. We began a discussion trying to wonder why this might be. Why is it that it seems that young people today and I would say possibly also older people, seem not to be as interested in movies. And so this individual brought up a point that I had never really thought about before. The reason is, and I'm sure possibly there are other reasons also, is that this generation tends to have a difficult time following or being interested in a long, often complex, sustained narrative. They have a difficult time really entering into this. Not something short, but something long and sustained, a story or a narrative. But why is it? I'm sure there are a number of different reasons. One, clearly social media, and the way our attention spans have been so shortened. YouTube, where if there's a video that's more than four minutes, we don't wanna watch it. The reality of Netflix too. I think so many different choices. If you start watching something and you get bored, you just stop and you start watching something else. It's not like back in the day when you went down to video store galore to get yourself a VHS. And if you didn't like that movie, you were stuck. And so you watched it because you paid you $2.99 and you had at least three days before you had to return it. You just couldn't change it out for something immediately the distractions of the phone, all these different things make it difficult for our generation, many people in our culture, to enter into and persist through a long sustained narrative, whether it be a movie or even whether it be a novel. There are a number of articles out there that talk about individuals realizing that they used to love to read novels, but they can't do it anymore because their attention span has been shortened so much and this is an issue it's a problem that we tend to have a hard time entering into these stories and these sustained narratives because storytelling is an essential element to our human existence our human experience it's something that our ancestors did when they were gathered around the fire the great epics that were passed down, memorized from generation to generation. Stories tended to bind tribes and cultures and societies. This is where the great myths that give meaning to existence come from. We use these stories to make sense of life. We use them to explain moral lessons and things that we believe to be true. And so the story is crucial, particularly for us as Christians. And I think this is where we sort of encounter one of the first problems. That if we have a very difficult time with a long sustained narrative, and again an often complex narrative, then we're gonna have a hard time understanding Christianity because Christianity is explained as salvation history. Each Sunday you come to Mass and we hear a different episode from the life of Jesus. But these are all parts of the larger narrative of Christ's birth and passage to his death, suffering death, and then resurrection. But even Christ's life, his story, is part of the larger story and narrative of Israel and the salvation that God has wrought, and even part of a larger story Of creation's journey to redemption until the end of time. It's a story that has high points and low points but ultimately it's a story of a God who loves his people chose to redeem them and to celebrate in all eternity in the wedding supper of the Lamb. It's a love story but without a narrative or without an appreciation of story You're not going to be able to grasp this. It's just going to be these disparate accounts that are never really tied together by a deeper string. It also makes it much more difficult for us as Catholics because this understanding of sustained narrative is crucial for understanding and appreciating liturgy. Liturgy and the Mass and the different parts of the Mass and how it flows is like a sustained complex narrative that's marked out by ritual where we celebrate not only within the mass, that which is sacred and our whole salvation story, but the whole cycle of the liturgical year is like one big novel, one long movie. But if all we care about are episodes or being entertained, then guess what? We're not gonna wanna come to mass. We're not gonna be able to really enter into it. It's not going to make sense. And so we're gonna find some place where it fits more to our needs, our wants and our emotions. It's too much work to really enter into understanding and appreciating it. But this reflection really struck me yesterday because it sort of acted as the key for the point that I really wanted to talk about at today's Mass is what we hear in today's gospel, Jesus is talking about discipleship. What is discipleship? It is following Jesus. It's walking in his path. It is learning from him who is the great teacher. We are all called to be disciples. But what I found is this call to discipleship is often very, very difficult for young people, and I would say probably old people else also. Why? Because the call to true discipleship of following Jesus is a commitment to a lifelong journey. There are gonna be the highs and the lows. You don't know what's gonna come next. You know where the destiny is. You know the good guys win, but how it's gonna play out and how long it's going to take, you don't know but yet that's what we're called to. Our lives are a narrative, our lives are a story. Our life is like a drama and we're characters in it and we have got to stick it out to the end. But if we can't understand or appreciate or want to enter into these long-sustained narratives, then we're going to have a hard time with the commitment to true discipleship with really following Jesus. And so what happens is the faith, I think, becomes episodic. We want to go from this retreat to that mission trip to this praise and worship session to the prosperity gospel to all these little things that inspire us. And I'm not saying they're bad at all, but they're never connected. The lulls that come in the middle, the times we've got to carry the cross, we don't like. But if we can't understand our lives as a narrative and a commitment, when those things come, it's time to change the channel. It's no longer interesting. I'm going to go to do something that is going to sustain my interest. But yet, as we said, discipleship, living the Christian life, is the commitment for the long haul, the sustained, complex, sometimes boring narrative. It's like reading The Lord of the Rings. It would be great if every chapter had a Helm's Deep, but sometimes you got to read about Tom Bombadil. It's boring. For you Lord of the Rings geeks out there, you know what I'm talking about. And so what happens is whenever it gets boring, we say, ah, nah, I'm closing the book. I'm changing the channel. But that's not what we are called to do. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of self-interest to move down the line, to get involved in the story and to find meaning in it. There's a greater challenge, I think, that we face in our very nihilistic society, which says that there's no story, there's no meaning, there's no purpose. And for us trying to be interested in story, particularly the story of our faith and a sustained discipleship, constantly bombarded by these messages of meaninglessness it is going to be even more difficult to live out. And so how, though, do we change things? How do we realign our minds and our hearts? I can't tell you a concrete, complete solution, but I want to offer a few suggestions, particularly at this Mass, because there are so many parents and teachers things that we can inculcate or begin to inculcate into our children and the first is this less time on social media less time netflix hopping less time on youtube and more time on novels and on ben-hur and if your kids are old enough the godfather chapter one and two more time on these things that are complex, these long, drawn out stories, these novels, to learn to be critical thinkers and to learn to love to read. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be on social media or we can't watch funny videos on YouTube or videos of guys letting insects sting them and watching them writhe around in pain. You can watch that too. But make sure that you're able to teach your children those things that are more valuable culturally and to our faith and our mind. Number two is a phrase that I take from an author named Holly Artaway. She's a convert to Catholicism. She teaches classics over in Houston. And she's talking about her own conversion and how we should teach the faith. And she suggests that we use something called imaginative apologetics. So when we're teaching our faith to our children or to others, to not just engage the intellect by saying, all right, we're going to open up the catechism and we're going to read paragraph 2,352. It's good. We need to know our catechism. But that rote memorization is not going to engage anything but the intellect. We need to engage the imagination also because that's the passage to the heart. And so that's why she claims authors like C.S. Lewis, Flannery O'Connor, Tolkien, all of these wonderful authors take an essential message, Christianity here, even though I think there's some other non-Christian authors who can do the same thing, and take the truths of the faith or ethical truths and incarnate them in a novel or possibly even in a film. And so we can use these to learn deeper truths about our faith and engage our imagination. And as a result, it can keep our young people interested. And third and finally, and probably most important is this, is to begin to, in our own lives, understand and to teach our children that life is that story. It is that sustained drama. And each of us have a part to play. We each have our own role, we each have our own mission that we are called to live out. Our life is not just a bunch of little episodes like on some type of sitcom, but it is a long, long miniseries. It's like reading War and Peace. And yet, we're the central character. Our freedom is engaged. So maybe it's not like War and Peace, it's like a really long choose-your-own-adventure. You can make your choices. And ultimately, the end is the one that we want where we emerge victorious. But it gives purpose to our lives. It helps us to understand things and to work our way to the end if we know that we are, along with Christ, central to the narrative. Now, in conclusion, in case you didn't think this long-sustained narrative was gonna come to a close. I know there's so many people criticizing culture and and media and all this and fine, that's great. I wanna offer a message of hope. Yeah, it's true that a lot of people have a hard time watching a long movie. A lot of people have a hard time reading a novel. But the truth is, books are still produced. The truth is they still put out movies. In fact, there's some really interesting movies coming out on Netflix this fall that I'm excited about. People are still interested. And you know what? That means that people still want them. They're not going to make this product unless they think they're going to make money off of it. Why? Because we as a culture are still interested in stories. We still want to tell stories. Sometimes they're a little weird. Sometimes they're a little shallow. But we still want these stories and we can still create our own stories. People are still writing books, making TV shows, making movies. And a culture that wants to hear stories, even though short stories, maybe, and can still create stories is a culture with hope. And so that is the encouragement, to live in that hope, to enter into the stories that make us human, that make us Christian and make us Catholic, so that we can not only better live our own discipleship, but to teach our children and help them to enter into the joys and the mysteries of that long-sustained narrative, which is salvation history, which is our life in Christ. Amen.